Swamiji, does Satan exist? You know, <clears throat> let me express uh, uh, this by telling a brief little thing. I wrote a play called The Peace Treaty. And in this peace treaty, I had to write about um, four people who were evil people. And they obviously had bad, um, and a bad understanding of, where, of what the truth was and what the, everybody should do. But their arguments were so flawless that if you look at it from their point of view, you have to accept that there aren't any answers. You've got to get out of that argument to see the truth. And, you know, the interesting thing was that I enjoyed writing those parts. <clears throat> they were the evil parts. But I think God has fun through Satan. Well, let's put it on a more metaphysical level, because certainly we don't have fun with Satan. Does Satan exist? Yes, he does. Satan is that aspect of God which projects out of himself the, <clears throat> the uh, whole reality of the universe. There are two aspects of Om, Paraprakriti and Oparaprakriti. The one is that which pushes everything out. The other is that which tries to draw back into itself. The outward aspect of Om is all the sounds that we hear in this world. The inward aspect is the sound you hear in your meditation. When you go deep and you hear that sound like a great thunder, expanding your consciousness to infinity, that is the inward Om. But uh, the outward side is Satan. And Satan, once he's set into motion this desire to create, keeps going outward. And he likes to, uh, everything, every motion, every movement continues until it's stopped. This is a part of the law of Newton. So Satan is that aspect of God <clears throat> which wants to create, which tries to create, which tries to keep everybody bound to creation, which tries to remind you that you not only have an ego, you are an ego. And we have constantly to deal with that. And people who don't, don't know it and aren't aware of it are already too caught. When somebody said that the Christian scientists say that God does not know evil, Yogananda's answer to that was, well, God must be very stupid then. Because obviously evil exists. But it exists finally, as he said, as the villain in a play exists to make you love the hero. The villain is necessary and uh, as I said, I think God must have some fun creating all those reasons why people should go in the wrong direction. In other words, at the end of it all, because uh, yes, I believe in reincarnation. Yes, I believe we've lived for billions of years. In the Bhagavad Gita, it says that when, you, those, when the God creates the universe again, he brings all these souls back. Who knows how many, as they call, days of Brahma, periods of manifestation of God there have been. But finally man reaches the point where he realizes, no, it didn't work. Nothing I've tried worked. I tried money. I've tried sex. I've tried power. I've tried fame. I've tried them all in all these possible combinations. 
and I find that it doesn't work. And so finally, as <clears throat> St. Anthony uh, of the desert, when he had been meditating there for many years, and finally Satan tried to destroy him and made him feel that all the friezes on the, on the temple walls were coming to life, these animals and so on, coming to devour him. And St. Anthony cried out once more, God, and Christ revealed himself to him. And he said, Lord, where were you all this time that I called you? And Jesus said, Anthony, I was always with you. And so when man realizes that after all this, these incarnations of suffering, and Yogananda also, when he told that story one time, he said, oh, I know, I've been there. I've had that experience. We all will have that experience. Finally, when you find God and you look back through all the times and the lives you've suffered, you never find a bitter saint. You never find somebody who says, what a scam. All of them say, it was worth every moment of it because this bliss is so great. And it's such a wonderful show. You know, if you had a novel and the hero of the novel was born into a wealthy home and with the influence of his father, he got a good job and um, got to know the daughter of the president of the company and married her and got, inherited his position, inherited his home when the president died, you'd put that book down after page five and say, what a bore. But if that same <clears throat> hero is born, let's say, on the wrong side of the tracks, and everything goes wrong, but with great effort and struggle, he finally reaches the point where he's employed, and he marries the boss's daughter and gets to live in the boss's home, and you put this book down, and you say, what a lovely book. So you have to see that this show, which Satan makes interesting, let's say, it is terrible sometimes, the things he can do. Oh, it's terrible. But in the end, nobody has ever said, what What a scam. They've all said it was well worth it. Keep that thought in mind. Keep Satan in his place. What he offers you is attractive. But the one thing he's always consistent in is that he always breaks his promises. God never breaks them.